Good. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host. And our special guest is Oren Allen. Oren helps the collective realize their vision and revenue goals by creating effective marketing cultures and operational excellence in retail and community education. His professional approach is centered around the community's education. So from Jacksonville, Florida, Oren, how you doing, man? How you doing today? I'm doing Miguel, good. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I look, I love it. I love being able to bring my energy everywhere I go. It's like, I'm, I'm telling you, somebody once said, Oren, you're riding a rocket ship of energy. I'm like, dude, that's why I love it. That's what I do. A rocket ship of positivity. That's what I bring with me. That's cool. That's very cool, man. Now you came to Florida from Texas, right? I did. Via, via um, a 45-foot fifth-wheel trailer, RV. Uh, that I took my, I sold the house in Texas, took the family and said, look, get in. I know it looks small. We'll make it bigger. But them, the dogs, the children, everybody. And for the last seven years, we were on the road. So we've been here in Florida now, four years. Wow, man. Right on. Right on. How do you like living in Florida? You like it? Yeah. I know it's hot. I know it's hot. So many opinions about Florida. Well, I've got I've got so many opinions about Florida because I love Florida. I love it because of the opportunity that it has for people. I love it because of the medical cannabis program that it has opened up and even the soon possible recreational program, which again, I'm 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 on the fence both ways. Um yeah, yeah, I like Florida. I like it. I miss Texas. I miss the food. I miss some good barbecue. <laughs> Florida has to get on board with the breakfast tacos. I need to see more breakfast tacos. You're down south. You see it. You're down south. You're going to see. Well, I'm more in Tampa of- Bay. I'm in Tampa Bay, and there's 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 uh, it's not like Texas, man. I was just in Texas last month. It ain't the same. <laughs> it, it ain't the same. I was just there last the month. Food, and it ain't the same. Really, it's the food. It's the food. I. I equate everything to food. <laughs> when you look at Texas, oh, it's just a barbecue. That's all I miss. That and barbacoa and some really good breakfast. Some. It doesn't matter. It's the food. They but other good. than that, look, I love the people here in Florida. I The weather, you know, for the most part, the weather's not terrible. Not terribly good, but it's not terrible. So humidity, <laughs> I can do without Yeah, I humidity. don't mind the humidity, man. I don't mind the humidity. I, I don't mind the humidity at all. I... I don't mind sweating because I know that I can shower and you know you can, you can cool off. Yeah, I can shower four times a day because that's Florida. People are like, how do you like Florida? I shower a lot. Yeah, I shower same, more than I've ever showered before. I lived in Texas for a few years. Man, I did the same thing in Texas too. It's, it's hot, but Texas. it's like it's not it's not as wet. <laughs> I don't know. It depends. You're right. During the summer months, Texas gets rough. And you get a couple months of really rough humidity. In Florida, you get it 10 months out of the year. 10. We get like two cold months and they're not even that cold. I dig and, it. I still like it. I still like it. I like it, man. Well, I'm glad I do to hear you. I, do I love, I love, I know you do, I man. Do. I know. Everybody complains about the humidity. Everybody, but they I mean, still love it. Yeah, I know. And that's just it because it is a beautiful place to live. It's, I mean, you got miles of beaches. It's, it's, it's a nice environment. No, and that's look, and that's a hard thing to deny. I love the beaches. I do a lot of videos from the beaches and it's, you know, it's inspiring. It's, you know, when you, when you, when you look at the beach, you look at the water, 
you know there's so much more. You know, I, I, I feel like the water almost gives us like a power and energy. So, yes, I, yeah. love the beach. Getting in the ocean, getting in the ocean is good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, uh, there, there's, it's, it's, we're, we got a lot of water in us. I didn't say get in the ocean. You don't Do, get in? You know what's going on in there? No, no, don't get in the ocean. <laughs> Stay on the beach. The beach is fine. The beach is good. The beach is safe. Just throwing it out there. All right. <laughs> That's right, man. So speaking of legislation in Florida and marijuana, what are your thoughts or observations on, on what's going on in the state and on the medical side, if there's anything moving on the medical side, any changes or on the recreational side? So there are possible big changes happening on the medical side. Okay. And as of recently, about six, seven days ago, there are very large possible changes to Florida and their proposed recreational amendment. Uh, first, I need to say, okay, when you start looking at the recreational amendment, you need to start looking at why they want to bring it. So truly, uh, one of the large medical cannabis providers here in Florida, yeah. as well as the Bellamy Brothers, country music stars, have backed this legislation. This new legislation basically is saying it's legal for anybody 21 and up to possess, purchase up to an ounce at a time. That is huge. That is big. Yeah. Now, I, first, I want to say people in the medical community are very worried that this is going to ruin their businesses and medical cannabis. And it's not. There's going to be two programs and there's going to be a reason for two programs. Why? Taxes. People like to save money. But I'll get back to that. So okay. in this recreational bill, there are new, no new licenses. Oh, really? No new licenses. Mm. So nothing to help with social equity, nothing to, to, to help with cannabis reform within minorities in the industry. Um, there are some amendments to help the smaller businesses, but that's already if you have a license. So less taxes or less taxation, less, less guidelines for them to follow. Well, of course, it's recreational, less for them to have to follow. Um, so there's no new licensing. There's no home grow. Now, I'm not a proponent for home grow. I don't care. I don't care. Grow, don't grow at home. It's not that easy. This doesn't grow like a weed. It's not like water it and boom, look at that weed. No. It takes it's practice, man. You got you know, effort. There are people that are expert crafts, craft, like, like just craft. Both they still have problems doing it. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's, it, I get what you're saying. It's not easy, but it's, it's, it's nice try. to have. I like, I like the option of homegrown. I like, I the, like option. the option. It's the freedom of it. Yep. It is the freedom of it. But here's where I come in on the fence. Okay. So we're given the freedom of homegrown. I'm going to go and spend all that money, all that time, when I can just go buy an eight. Let me just go buy an eight, save some time and effort and energy and money and space and projects that I can do 12 million different places. My honey-do list gets longer and longer and longer. So I don't have time. But in that, <laughs> in that, it's easier to get something passed now instead of pushing it four more years, four more years, four more years until we get it right. I get what you're pass saying there too. I understand that completely too. Amendments in there. Pass it and let's change it. Pass it and let's make proper amendments. But if it's not passed, we don't get it in 2024. I hear what you're saying there too. No, we I don't put it together. And now, by the way, only needs 900,000 signatures. Get out of here. It's Florida. We can do that overnight. <laughs> we will do that overnight. So, That's cool. 
That's cool, man. So now on the medical side, was, was there any more change on the medical side that you're aware of that you want medical to Medical side, more control. Uh, the state is now trying to control more of the milligrams that the patients are getting. So recently they did a rolling limit in yeah. the floor. So every 36 days, you're allowed 2.5 ounces. But the problem is you've got to buy it the same way you bought it the month before. Exactly. That's crazy. And if you don't, then it's just all over the place. Like mine, mine's always all over the place. Mine's never, I mean, it's usually very, it's very systematic. It's very regimented, but I want more. So every like three, four days, I can get two eights. I go in sometimes like, no, or not today. I'm like, what do you mean not today? Not today. Like tomorrow. I'm like, okay, okay, tomorrow. But it's still heartbreaking that they're controlling when I can buy the allotment that they've allowed me. So very strange. That. So now they're going to do that for your inhalation, your oral, your edibles. When I say that, they're going to give you a total of 25,000 milligrams. This is what they're proposing and working on implementing now. 25,000 milligrams to all of your other recommendations or, or routes of administration. Oh, so you mean a cap of 25,000 milligrams, period? Total. Your flour will still be your two and a half ounces, but now you'll be restricted at like, for example, I think I love live rosin. Rosin is my thing. Love, love, love some live rosin. Live rosin. I could probably go through 12,000 milligrams a month without blinking. I buy probably, you know, I could buy upwards of 20 of those a month. That's that, but then I'd be able to buy no edibles or oral solutions or topicals. And this is this is where this is where what, what do you under, do you know what the reasoning for that is? Control. But what see this is what's kind of like control what control over to, example, to they, they almost remember that a little about a year ago they almost pushed through the low THC. Yeah, I remember They're that. putting a cap on the THC and then nobody could go over. Yeah, like at ten percent or eleven percent, we were like, "Are you crazy?" But if they can push that, they can push this. But they didn't. They weren't successful with that. With that THC count. No, but they were successful in our rolling limit, weren't they? Yeah, uh, initially, they weren't. It took them three, four months, and they got it right back out, and boom. Now, this is something that kind of makes me wonder when I hear when I hear it presented like this. I'm like, wow, it sounds like they're actually making it harder for their medical side it almost is going to push people to the recreational side. But once it's open, once it's open and it will open because they want those dollars too. Oh my God. Yes. Look, 39 or anywhere between 33 and 39% tax. Yeah. So why is the medical program going to stay around? That's why people can't afford that. So you're saying, you're saying the recreational tax will not be the same as the medical tax. There is no medical tax. We pay 75 a state for the license a year. Yeah. 150 pretty much depending on your doctor every seven months yep that's it you're right i mean 375 dollars a year how much do you spend a year in cannabis roughly <sighs> my first year man this is my first year so it's, it's still it's in transition it's always transitioning <laughs> so i try like two and a half every 35 days i don't I, oh sorry man. I, I was gonna say i don't like the i don't like the idea i, I didn't like i don't when I hear it, when I hear it, when I heard about that rolling limit, I was kind of like, you know what? This sounds like they've got a the people planning or the, the direction they've gotten 
is to almost give patients and business owners the impression that the folks that are putting it together haven't really done much and they haven't really looked into it much and they don't really they don't really have a good understanding of what they're doing laws are being done by people who don't smoke laws are also That's being done by who don't know how the programs work and don't know how recommendations work so for example like when i come in and i meet a new doctor that has never met me before if they've met me you say or and they're like oh we know who the hell or is all right or it's taught us a lot that's right damn it i have taught them a lot because they knew nothing of the endocannabinoid system but i taught them of it now some doctors i meet dr rothman doctor different doctors around the state they're amazing and they know their shit sorry they know their stuff but uh, i come in i shake them up i am a tornado of information now, when you say you come in, you're talking about two doctor's offices, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting outside of one right now. And I kick the door open. Look, I let them know, hey, Oren's here. Lots of new information, lots of goodies to talk about. They don't know about the endocannabinoid system, and they don't want to listen to a loud mouth like me. And they're already well-educated. Why would they want to learn anything from somebody? Less, less education. Oh, my. Oh, why would they ever? So I come in. And I, I think that, that that's a real that's a real thing. That's a real thing. That's a real oh. thing. People go after the pedigree of of. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you oh. Don't have an education? You do. You don't have an occasion that people go after that all the time. And so it's I've got certifications on my profile showing my my cannabis background. But my background's even beyond that. I've, I've got 12 green thumbs. You know, I'm 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 a grower. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight toker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, you right. said you said. Now, before we hit record on this, we were talking and, and uh, you've had some experience with making hash, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I love what? some hash. I love to roll some hash. I love to feel that. Look, it's, oh, I believe it's one of the truest spectrums of cannabis in the sense that when people talk uh, broad spectrum and RSO, to me, that's my smokable RSO. To me, that's my bougie aside of cannabis where it's, it's it's about terpene it's about taste it's about pressing and smoking and edibles to a whole new level so i think when we start talking hash we start talking they have to understand what cannabis really is before we even go to hash but yes i was i'm, I'm learning the art of becoming a hashishan and and that's curing that's drying that's rolling that's smoking that's the art of, of hashish. And so the hashish is amazing. It's deep. It's a whole different kind of smoke. You know, I would even mix things like lavender and rosemary with my hashish. Oh, okay. And in the Middle East. And they also, they, they do tobacco. I don't like tobacco. I can't do, I can't do uh, anything tobacco, anything nicotine. I quit smoking, quit smoking cigarettes, quit smoking anything vape nicotine wise. So anything ever rolled in tobacco, I can't do. It's got to be hemp. But yeah, no, hashish is an amazing thing. Love it. Yes. Right on, man. Right on. You get all excited. You mentioned hashish, and I'm like, you know. I know. So I want to, I want to, I want to. So you said in order to understand hashish, you have to understand cannabis. So let me, let me ask you this first, because we're going to get to that. How, what's your vision for educating for, I mean, we've been talking about a lot right now, but is there, is there anything you want to add to like your vision on how you can help educate people 
on cannabis and its medicinal value and health and well-being? I think that's where I come in. That's what it's, I mean. I mean, it's literally an energy and it's people and it's a community that needs to come together as that energetic, amazing educational community with positivity. So I want to be the cannabis Tony Robbins. Ah, I dig that. That's cool. <laughs> well, because I want to approach the cannabis community and the rest of it, because we're all part of the same community, whether you smoke or whether you don't, whether you eat it or whether you don't, whether you get high or whether you don't, we are all the same under the same leaf. So I look at cannabis as the positivity of the community. So what I do, I try to unlearn, relearn, unlearn what you've been told and what you've been taught. And let's relearn it by the lesser known cannabinoids, not lesser, but lesser known. Let's start talking about the combination. Let's start talking about non-psychotropic regimens and methods that the body requires. Let's start talking about cannabis as a food source, cannabis agriculturally, cannabis, you know, uh, architecturally, uh, you know, as, as a building source, cannabis as a medicine. So when I talk cannabis, getting education out there is getting understanding out there. Understanding that everything we know is wrong. Every, I mean, we're pretty close. I was a grower and I grew really well, but I didn't know anything. I got a couple of seeds from a couple of buddies and I learned how to grow. Boom, 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 boom. I learned how to propagate it. And I learned how to clone it. I learned how to make more of it. I still didn't know anything. I learned the ones that smelled right. I looked at the males and the females. I could tell about hermaphrodites. I learned. This is like, I learned 30 years ago. And I learned from amazing growers that didn't know shit either. They didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. I started playing professional semi-pro soccer for the Houston Hotshots. Got hit by a drunk driver in 94. Oh, wow. Um. Destroyed my life. I was on opioids. I couldn't walk. Um, I had finally started relearning to walk again using a multitude of different medications uh, that I was on both mentally and physically uh, for mental and physical issues. So a buddy of mine, I, I, so long story short, I ran out of medication. I ran out and I was going to get re-up going to the pharmacist. I had to go see the doctor first, da 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 he was like, why don't you come over to the house, man? I'm like, sure. Came over to his house. We smoked a joint. And that joint, I felt better than any medication that I had taken. I felt better here. And, and you're pointing to your head. He's pointing to his head. Nobody can see you but me, man. <laughs> That's all right. I just something we got it. It's just a funny thing because I don't do any video. Go ahead. I felt better in the head. I felt better in the body. I was, I, I just felt an over, not high but balanced. So I'm 47. I have five kids. I work an insane amount. I work faster, harder than anybody I know. Why? Because that's how you got to be in life. You just got to keep pushing all the time. You got to stay positive and stay forward motion. But I do that through cannabis. I wasn't always like this. So when I say, how do you forward education? How do you forward through understanding? So on LinkedIn, for example, on my LinkedIn, I teach people how to make tea, cannabis tea, cannabis tea is amazing where you're barely decarboxylating it. So now we're talking about CBGA, the mother of all cannabinoids. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Now, when we start dealing with the mother of all cannabinoids, we're not dealing with THC. We're not dealing with CBT. We are dealing with the magic of where cannabis starts. And now CBGA is attaching onto your nervous system, your circulatory system, not just your cannabinoid receptors, which are naturally inside of your body. Remember, every animal on earth has an endocannabinoid system, every animal. And that endocannabinoid system evolved with the cannabis plant. It's amazing because of the cannabis plant, we have immunities in our bodies. That's one of millions of reasons why cannabis is basic. So the education comes with excitement. The cannabis education and forwarding of it comes with not just here, learn about it. No, 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 no. Because nobody wants to learn. Past high school, past college. We're done learning. We're done. It's too much. We have jobs and bills to pay. I don't want to learn anything. I want to absorb. I want to absorb what I want. Energy of something positive and something good. That's what cannabis needs to be. And that's where the education of cannabis needs to go. So that's where I come in. I teach in different ways. I teach with excitement because I'm truly excited when people feel better. I started off with, with the company that I'm with, Liberty, in the call center. In the call center. And I dealt, I dealt with very elderly patients that all they wanted to do was, was garden and go on a cruise. Simple things. One young lady, her husband had just died lovely lady for 10 years though she has not been able to sleep properly 10 years you know what that does to the mind and the body that's it horrible you as a person so 10 years six months it took us to find the proper regiment for her she went on a cruise and she called me she's gardening again she called me she's sleeping the woman is 96 years old we gave her two more years she's now 98 by the way we gave her two more years. She's still alive. That's cool. Cannabis is not going to make you live longer, but happiness does. Say it again. Easy. Say it again. Is something say it again? What doesn't What's make that? you? Say it again. Can you repeat that again. No, you go. You go. You, you, you. No, you said something doesn't make you live longer. Happiness. No, does. Cannabis doesn't make you live longer. Ah. It's done. Cannabis doesn't make you live longer. Happiness does. I get what you're saying. Completely. <laughs> Your life does balance in your endocannabinoid system does actually i take it back there was a study and cannabis users will live 20 percent longer ah hmm. yeah but here's the thing now, now i get what you're saying in terms of in terms of in terms of uh in terms of it's not a silver bullet that's just going to make your life longer just because you use it what Correct. you feed on and what you, what you feed on and what, you, what, what the inside, your heart motive and your mind and your thoughts, those things all matter. Cause I, I mean, there's no, you can, you can turn on radio stations or, or you can, you, there's, you can find plenty of audio visual entertainment where people are using cannabis and there's violence and, and all kinds of stuff going on that has nothing to do with energy you. that comes along with it. Look, cannabis doesn't necessarily make you live longer, but it's the things you do. For example, I use raw cannabis. I juice cannabis. I eat it raw. Bruce Lee used to eat it raw. He'd have a satchel of it right next to him and just kind of chew it every so often and pulverize it and emaciate it in his mouth. Why? Because he had irritable bowel syndrome. He had IBS. He had problems with his stomach and the cannabis... Those vitamins, those minerals, the irons and the manganese and magnesium, but wow, the soul, the, everything the body needs, the aminos, the amino and the omega-3s and 6s, 
look, this is what the body requires. And in that raw form, that's what the body's getting. Wow. There's so much more. There's incredible stuff to do with cannabis. So I use it raw. I juice it. I make tea from it. I do smoke it. I eat it. Now, when look, you say I, you, let me I ask you this. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard people say they juice it too. Can do you, do you mind sharing what your juicing protocol looks like? Because I'm kind of I'm and what you mix it with. So I'm a ginger supporter. I do love me some ginger, and I do love uh, me ginger's some- good for the stomach, man. Good. I like turmeric separately from my ginger. I want them to work in their own beautiful power. Okay. So and I love carrots. Carrots are great sweeteners. Yeah. Um, so really, when it comes to my cannabis, I first I blend it separately. So I'm going to do it with like, it's I have a dry. little, you will actually blend it up all dry in a blender. Oh, yeah. Well, I like it. If I can't get it super fresh and we're here in Florida, it's yeah. hard to get it super fresh. Actually, you won't get it super fresh unless you buy it on the gray area marketplace. <laughs> but if you're not purchasing it there, then you're going to get it from a dispensary and that dispensary, it's going to be dry by the laws of Florida. Yeah. By their regulations and stipulations. But there are some people such as, some that I work for. Yeah. Right. Liberty Health Services, I see. Thank you. Those people are great. Wow. 50% off your first three visits. Nice. So your icky is a bit more sticky. <laughs> I like that. I so like the, the, the icky to be sticky. <laughs> that's right. I want that. I want that residence. I want that. I want that. I want to press my, my cannabis down and I don't want it to return. I want it to stay. I don't want it to crumble. I want it to stay. That way, when I know when I smoke it, that's resin is just going to gonna drip right down into my bowl. Or if I'm rolling it, I'll get that beautiful resin line around my joint so that when I put my joint down, it goes out. So I can come back later and pick it up and be like, oh, oh look at this. It was waiting for me. I love it. What was I saying? <laughs> Juicing. Just, just daily pleasures. Just daily pleasures, my friend. I dig <laughs> it. I'm following you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on the train. I'm on the orange train here, man. So what I'll do, I'll emaciate it with ice. I use a ninja. Okay, okay. So wait, I'm saying you you drown the flour dry. Yes, you drown the flour well, dry. Right as I can get it, but yes, like right now I'm using cherry slipper or cherry uh, slipper. Ruby slippers. Is it ruby? It's ruby slippers. Really nice, good sativa. I like sativas. So, anyways, I'll take really good big chunks of ice and my ninja. I'll take about a, an eighth of flour because I'm not going to juice it all the time. So okay. I'll take an eight at most. Usually I don't. I like take a few small buds, enough to roll a big joint. Yeah. But if I'm really going to be juicing, I juice maybe once a week. So I'm going to do it like an eight. So I'll take the eight and I'll put it in the Ninja and I'll put the ice and I'll leave room. I want room because I want it to jump around. I want the ice to just really break it down okay. and I'll put it in there and, you know, let it go to blend or go to crush. So what it's doing, it's crushing the ice. It's crushing the cannabis and it's squeezing all the CBGA out of it and it's pulverizing it so that I do it again and again. And I just, I really want to see the green, the cream, the juice. I may add a little bit of coconut water just so I don't want to dry. I want the cannabis to be, to feel after it's emaciated a little bit, I want it to be gentle with a little bit of coconut water and I'll blend that a few times. So now I have that separate. Then I'll usually do something with, you know, with a melon or cucumbers or, or, or a, it doesn't matter what kind of juice you make. I like green juices. I like to keep green with green. I don't know why. I think the flavor profiles are a little bit more palatable. You know, I don't like putting bananas in necessarily, even though bananas are fantastic for you. I yeah. think we drink a lot of 
smoothies or juices and we always add banana, then we can't go to the bathroom because <laughs> we're stopped up. So, so look, the older you get, it gets to be an issue. <laughs> you're working you're like, a healthcare you're issue, man. You're working out. That, that, that is a real issue for a lot of people. And, and that has to do with diet. And this, and this, and this is where exactly why I wanted to ask you about this is because people, people deal with this, people deal with this stuff. And, and that's why I want to ask you about your, your, how you juice it, because I have heard people, a lot of people say it, and I, I, I think some people would benefit from trying something similar or even copying something that you do. You know what I'm saying? Because on my show, on, on my show, the last time we did it, we did, I did cucumbers, we did kale, we did spinach. Um, I did, oh, I get the same, you leafy greens and the lighter greens, right? Love it. Love it. Did ginger, love me some ginger. Ginger. You, you said you use carrots to sweeten it though, right? You use carrots. carrots. I'll put in a whole carrot, whatever I can fit into the, into the, I don't know. It's like a 32 ounce jug um, that I blended in. Oh, wow. So you keep it, you put it in the fridge. You let it stay in the fridge. Oh Yeah. Well, I'll preload it and then I'll blend it when I want it live. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. So, and if it's a little frozen, I'll add as much liquid as I can. Usually, the liquid that I add is coconut water. You can add orange juice. I don't add milk. I don't like people will add milks and things like that for protein and protein powders. I don't do that. I like to keep it simple. I want the minerals to absorb and assimilate into my body. See, a lot of times we're overdoing it and we're not getting making sure that it'll hit me. Okay, good. <laughs> I want my body to assimilate and absorb all those minerals. I want them to, to uh, just, just take their time because if the liver, the liver, it's going to bypass the liver. The liver is going to process what it can, which is great. So I want it to get to the stomach. I want the stomach to get those roots, phytonutrients. And that's when we start getting into things like microgreens and even bigger. Oh my God, I'm on something even bigger right now a company uh, called Ganji Greens. Uh, they're doing cannabis microgreens, which is insane. Just, what is that? What is it? And you say microgreens. What is that? So microgreens are any fruits or vegetables that are at their micro stage. So they sprout and you can eat the sprouts, which is phytochemicals, phytonutrients, phytoterpenes and plate flavonoids, all phyto, phytos, like pre, but it's all the, 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 the compounds and the aminos and vitamins that are required in that plant for it to be a bigger plant. So this is the future of farming. It's really incredible stuff. So then you have your microgreen, which is like a few days, maybe a week longer. And you get some of the leafy green, but still some of the beautiful nutrients, maybe less of the crunch, but more of the flavor. So yeah, so microgreens, add any kind of microgreens, broccoli. Okay, broccoli microgreens, they're magical magical for anti-cancer benefit hmm. you, large amounts of these with with uh wheatgrass and 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 you blend them you drink them it's magic the a whole show can be done on microgreens oh my god an entire show what's the name of your what's the name of your podcast <laughs> i'm on uh, i'm on relevant which relevant is an app and it's r-e-l-e-v-n-t not V-A or V-E, but V-N-T. See, I got to say it, you'll remember it. Boom, there it is. I know what you mean. I've heard of it before, too. We had Hillary Ferrara on here. Okay, fantastic. And I'm on the Weedopedia, which is one of their sponsored uh, uh, chats. I, mine is, I'm Oregonji. So I'm everything cannabis unfolded. Ooh, that's good, man. I'm big and so I- Oregonji. 
Big dumb Orin. Good, man. And figures, knock off one letter, Ganji, boom, done, love it. Well, you and, know what? It, it, it's kind of cool because your name is Orin and Origami. It's like, eh, you know, some there's some... It's unfolded. Look, yeah, or, Origami, that's cool, man. I dig it. CEO way, but also that's, in a non-donor way, necessarily. And that's what I was going to say when you said the, the future of education. Yeah. It, it, it does come down, like when we were talking right before the show, do people care about your certificates? Do they care about your, your, you know, your standing? And do you get judged upon that by doctors or others? Yeah, constantly. So do you get judged as a stoner? Do you get judged? You're like, yeah, man, I love what I do. I love marijuana. Of course I love marijuana. But if I talk like that, I get judged. If I show my true, oh my God, I love to cook with it. Let's talk about RSOs. Let's talk about combinations and smoking it. Let's talk beyond. But that's not, you know, that's the whole community of how we've been judged and, and categorized. So I work for a very large corporation. But cannabis is a big part of my life. I, I don't stay quiet. I am loud about who I am. I'm a father. I'm an educator. I'm a homeschooler. I, I support an entire family on my own and I'm cannabis, baby. You know, I'm every stereotype destroyed about cannabis. It helps with my bipolar. It helps with my ADD. It helps with my body pain, my, my bone splints, my nerve damage, my neuropathy, my fibromyalgia, my, oh my God, I don't even know what the hell is going on. I'm like a, a tornado of a mess, but I'm not because of cannabis. It's balance. That's what the future of education of cannabis is. Learning that it's balance, not just high. So I don't know. Where was I? I agree. I agree completely, man. And I'm happy to hear you say that because I agree completely. It's and and, and the fact that it that it can bring joy along the way, that's great too. Well, that's bring, even better. With a side effect of, of of laughter, that's great, man. Balance brings that in your life. Look, when you're balanced and your endocannabinoid system is balanced, you are you are it's not playing catch up. So your body is happier. You're more at a homeostasis. So your body and your mind are able to be happy. People, doctors ask me all the time, they're like, Warren, are you high all the time? I'm like, well, I, I think so. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, the last time you stopped, I'm like, oh, I had a tolerance break about a year ago. It was a rough, it was a rough three hours. Oh my God. Oh God, those three hours. Don't even get me started. No, I'm <laughs> Actually, I did a very long week long tolerance break about a year ago. Yeah. Well, I want to go back there. So, and, and I've learned, and I'll talk about this in just a second, because it's not about, it's about what you're putting in your body. And that's why also cannabis users are more health conscious after a period of time. It's, it becomes, it becomes something so much more. So my doctors ask me, they're like, are you high all the time? I'm like, well, I smoke a lot. And, and he goes, yeah, but he goes, or are you high? I'm like, well, I'm pain tolerant. I'm mood tolerant. I, I'm sociable beyond sociability. I'm happy in every situation, even as bad as they get. I'm still pretty, you know, I'm pretty much there. I'm happy. I'm okay. I can handle it. I go, if that's high, I'm high. I'm really high. But that's a great thing. More of society needs to be more free and balanced, more high. Let's no, call I it. Think, I think sometimes the, uh, the impression, part of the stigma is escape. People think that. You, you you use marijuana to escape reality or responsibility, and that's part of the stigma, which is why that question is, is like, are you high or are you 
or are you closer to, to enjoying health and well-being? Oh my God, let me tell you, I am more spiritual. I am more open. I am more understanding. I am more life. I love life. I love every second of it. I, I relish more of life. I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was every teenager into his mid-20s. I was terrible. I thought of death so much. I couldn't stand this monotony of life, of work, of unhappiness, of heartbreak and heartache. I, it's life. That's what life does to us. But it builds and it stays and it stains and it hurts. And we all think of ending our lives or not ending our lives or depression. And look, I'm depressed. I'm a depressed person. I'm not going to hide that. I don't hide it anymore. I have to fight it every day. It's a battle that we fight, but I fight it with happiness. I fight it with positivity. Look, I, I, I've been to the brink of life and it is frightening. I have been the guy living in a sleeping bag in a buddy's couch on the floor outside in my car for a year. I almost gave up so many times, but why, why, why did I almost give up? Because I almost gave up because I didn't understand positivity, love. I didn't understand myself. I didn't understand the world. So it hurts us. Cannabis helped me. Cannabis saved me. It cleared my mind. It re removed the barriers of life that were holding me back. It, you know what it was that made me feel this way? Me. Nobody else. I mean, yes, life is rough and people are rough and situations are rough and family is rough. And you're sometimes put in some really bad situations that are so compromising for the rest of your life that you think about it. Yeah. Cannabis lets you breathe, lets you think and lets you, lets you see life differently. I definitely, I agree. It can, it can, it can help you understand things without it can help you understand things. It can help you understand things a bit more clearly. And I'm not saying it's a talisman. I'm not saying if you do this, all of a sudden your eyes, are, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that just the way people will have a cup of coffee to help them be more energetic, or people will have a drink or a cigarette to help them unwind so they can relax. Same kind of concept, different, 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 because this plant this is different because it was community, though. This is different because when I say cannabis saved me, it was the community of cannabis, not just so the plant. It was not just the plant. It was people, people, too. And the friendship of the people. So the plant itself, where I say it saved me, I have a chemical imbalance. There are cannabinoids specific to cannabis that help regulate the cytokine production within the body, that help regulate chemical productions in the body that help regulate your total process. Cannabis saved my life. I, I lost more than hundred pounds and I eat right, eat better, not just because of cannabis, because it helped show me the way. You're right, but I used it as, not as a magic talisman, but as something to help guide me. That and, that and the energy and power of, of God. So I look at God very seriously because I don't put a label or a stigma on it. It's very difficult for people to say God and spirituality. So I look at cannabis as one of the amazing gifts that God has given us. Um, 
it mm. goes back, you know, to the time of the beyond the time of the pharaohs. It's been written about in the books of the pharaohs. Cannabis was a medicinal healing plant, which was also used as a food source, as a fuel source, as a life source. We have forgotten how amazing cannabis really is. So where, where cannabis saved me, it can save so many more. And it's not just cannabis, but again, the community of it in a whole. This is a good time to ask this question, man. Were you raised with any type of belief system or, or worldview or no faith? We grow up and believe as our parents believe or as those who raise us, those who have a belief system. My father was Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, and my mother, Israeli. She was Israeli okay. Jewish. Okay. And with Polish and Russian background. Now, my father, before I was born, converted to Judaism. Okay. Because he always believed in it. Not because he had to, because he wanted to. He was actually, he is actually more Jewish than the rest of us are as far as by any kind of spirituality, by any kind of religion. I am spiritual. I am every religion in the sense that we're all, they, all religions get something right. I'm not every religion for that reason though. I'm every religion because of the energy of people, not to exclude anybody ever. I am every religion because I love and believe in God and the omnipotence of him or the, even beyond that, the ununderstanding of God. But then in that, I have to ununderstand God, unlearn what I under what I know, what I think, and le- relearn it through all these different religions, all these people and all their energy. That's cannabis, though. That's the energy of healing and helping and becoming part of community. That's my life goal. It's not money. That's why when I said, look, I, I was, we were talking about it. And when you become a CEO, what next? What's beyond that? For me, it's the energy. I don't want to reach something. I have no ceiling. I have no height that I am not going to, you know, that I feel like I can't conquer together with the community. Doing it together as a community. Failing together. Achieving together. It's together. So that's where education changes. It becomes more inclusive, including everybody teaching everybody going everywhere so right on man. i know i come off so, so you're come back to topic eventually. so you're you're you said your father your, your mother was who was protestant my father was anglo-saxon protestant and i say it like that because mm-hmm. you know of course they did the 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 family tree and they go back and they've got a crest we've got a scottish crest and, and they're very proud of the Scottish crest and Scottish heritage. Right, yes. I, I can't do a Scottish accent right now. Normally, I can go right into it. But at the moment, I just can't do it. Oh, there we go. There we go. It's coming out a bit. The thing is, I was both sides <laughs> of the family. Converted to Judaism. And, and your mother was Israeli. So would you... So, but now you said your father converted to Judaism. So does that mean, did you grow up going to synagogues? Did you grow up going to any... To Sunday school, I went to synagogue. I had a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Israel, wow. and no I had one in in uh, in Houston. Well, you said you had a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Israel. It, it was crazy. Oh. <laughs> it really was. It was. This was, was. I mean, I was 
13 years old. And uh, it was a long time ago. But I have family still in Israel, in Haifa and in Tel Aviv and in Ramat Gan. I, I speak Hebrew, um, as well as Spanish, Russian, German. Uh, wow. You never know where you're going to be. <laughs> That's a lot of languages, man. So oh, my mother, amazing. She did 14 languages. I swear to God, she was a spy. Who's this? What are you talking about? My mom. My mother, she was alive. You know, she, 14 languages. She was amazing. 14, your mother your mother knows 14 languages. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She was incredible. Wow. That's a lot of language, man. Yeah, that is a lot of languages. Yeah, that's a lot. You don't realize it until you go to 14 different places. And she's like, and I got no it. And problem communicating. Yeah. That's impressive. So you have a lot of questions later. What were you doing for a living? Because it was funny. Her and my father had met. In a, in a Japanese bar in England where she was singing um, uh, she was singing Japanese uh, as a kimo- in a kimono and my father had come in with business gentlemen into a special Japanese bar I look I, 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 you know, look, I you learn things in life you're like whatever that's life I don't know what the hell that is obviously they were very prestigious bars and my mother would you know she was like a hostess and of course they couldn't talk to they couldn't give numbers and look, a couple months later, they get married. <laughs> and how, how, how did it go, man? Obviously, they had you. Obviously, they had you. They had an amazing marriage until she passed away. Okay. Uh, about so they remained years. marriage until she passed away. Amazing okay. marriage, amazing life. Um, and then everything changed. But that's, that's life. And that's the craziness that it brings you. All right. Right on, man. That's... that's uh... You're right. Life is crazy, man. There ain't nothing normal. There's nothing normal about it. There's nothing normal about life. And that's, I think that's. I think that's one of the misconceptions and one of the one of the falsehoods of this is normal life. It's kind of like, well, life is not normal. <laughs> life is normal. It surprises you at every corner. So that's that's what I've learned. That's the only thing I've learned. And that's you that. You know, I I, I got an idea but I'm not sure exactly. So the universe and all the life in it, do you think it's a result of a series of accidents or do you think there's an intelligent designer behind it? You ready for this one? Now this is controversial. Okay, let's hear it. The most, co- okay, okay. So um, the billions and billions and billions of us, we are energy. We are frequency. We are we are eternal. We are pre-Big Bang, pre-universe, pre-everything. So think about that as now we explore the thought of the billions and billions and billions of us have been here since the beginning of time. We are a collective and the earth and universe and everything around us is manifested and created by the billions and billions of us as one. So the Big Bang, everything came from one. Everything came from a singularity. Everything came from one mind, one energy source, one boom. That magnificent boom of thought and frequency and energy manifested physical matter. We manifested physical matter from energetic thought. So before the Big Bang, we all got together and thought, you know, let's have something more. And as a 
billions and billions of energy as one, we explode into something more. And even right now, we manifest and create this together. Our, you know, because look, if you look at our reality is not what it actually is. You don't touch anything. Anything and everything you touch, there's a barrier between it. The universe you see three-dimensionally and four-dimensionally, and we are proposed to live in 11 different dimensions. But we're really only two-dimensional in, in how the universe translates us. So getting down to what it really is and how amazing it really is, we are creating the reality we live in, the universe that we all live in. So it's created by us. I don't even want to say that we created God or that all of us is God. In the Bible, it said God is within us all. We are God, not gods, but the combination of the billions and billions of us, all of us, as the one omnipotence and energy, that's God. Maybe that's the manifestation the creation of religion, the creation of thought and process, the creation of hope, the creation of life was through our magic. So I believe we are the magic that we seek. We are the universe that we create. We are so much more. So yeah, that's, that's my thought on on the universe, on creation, on manifestation. I think it's deeper. I think we are, you know, as controversial as that as that is. I don't think it's controversial, man. I think I don't think it's controversial. I think a lot of people believe a lot of things in life. And I got I'm curious to know your answer to this next question because it's 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 right on it's you know, it's right on the tails of it, man. Do you believe in life after this life? And if you do, do you believe there's some form of payment that is due upon death? I know. You think I'm, I know you think about this stuff, obviously. And this one, I'm kind of like, I do appreciate you because I know you're. I know you're telling me the way you think of it, and that's why I really appreciate because that's what makes these conversations even better when when people are are candidly conveying what they believe. And these are questions that I believe everybody starts from whether they realize it or recognize it or not, they either believe that they have to earn their way into some type of good luck, good fortune, uh, blessing or whatever. So they, it's a, it's a performance that, and that's the way, that's the way uh, I think a lot of people start. It's I have to do more good than bad in order to get more good than bad in my life. And that I think that people start from that place and don't even recognize it sometimes. And that, and that's, so I do, so I say that because I appreciate you being very candid about what you believe. And, and this is where, you know, all my views are mine alone and nothing to do with the company that I work. Exactly. For. Yeah. This is, yeah, and then, yeah, this has got nothing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. This is, but my point is, is that, but it, it's, it's cause I'm, I'll, if you ask me, I'll, I'm going to get started, man. Let me, let me break dice on this one. Or you want to go, go ahead. All right. No, no, no. I, I, I believe, look, I, life, life is energy. Life is frequency. Life is vibration. And when you look at the root of everything, we are vibration. We are mere specks of sand within a universe of vibration. It's amazing. 
So energy cannot be created, nor can it be destroyed. Looking at the fundamentals and giving our understanding, we have to understand that there has to be more. But we are the more. The universe gives us glimpses into the possibilities of our possibilities. So I say that we die and we live, leave our physical form. We vibrate out of this physical form that we've manifested somehow and back into the collective where we now understand everything. We relay our experiences, our life, our love, our hate, our pain, because that's why we're here. That's why we're here, only for the experiences. Nothing more but the simplicity of that energy added back to the collective of energy. And then we're born again. We re-vibrate our frequency, finds another frequency. We, we vibrate into another physical form and forget everything, know nothing, and live it and experience it again. We are almost recycled in the, oh, in the very grand cycle of it all. But sometimes we do remember. Sometimes we can get in touch with who we were, who we still are. Everything we are, we are our ancestors. We are in every way. Our grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents, we are them within body, within skin, within blood. We are us a million times over. So rebirth, regeneration, remanifestation. If you want it bad enough, it is forever. It, Let me ask you this. It sounds like you believe you definitely sounds like you definitely believe in reincarnation. I, I, sounds like it. <laughs> sounds a lot like it. <laughs> No, I think that it's been more the last few years I've taken on that ideology in the sense that we all want to believe in something. We need to believe in something. We have to, to help us carry on with every single day. My belief system is me. It's me. I love God. I love family. I love me. And in the belief of me, I soldier on. I carry on. I believe on. As my belief system, it doesn't really change. I mean, I, I say I adopt that ideology. I believe we die, we die. But as energy, that can't be all. That can't be it. And maybe through the controlling of our energy, maybe through the, the learning to control the energy within us, maybe we can control what's next. Maybe we can help direct that energy to what's next. So not so much a reincarnation, but a remanifestation. So yeah, maybe yes, no. Very Buddhist. I understand. You, I understand. I understand. You put it pretty well too, man. I get it. I dig it. And then the second part to the question, it was, it was. Oh, we, okay, payment. We were, yeah. Payment. So, I mean, when, when, when I think of, um, the major ones whether it's uh hinduism or buddhism that are on reincarnation buddhism really there is no god it's atheism there's no 
there's God, but in Hinduism, it is a generally speaking it's did your out good did your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds and and how, what's gonna what do you what kind of form or cast role in the caste system are you going to come back in for the next life for the next go around and that's where that's where I, when i heard you saying that i was like well, that sounds like reincarnation but now when i heard you further explain it i was like okay i get an understanding of what, of what he's of what he's thinking of and what he's talking about that's cool man well i mean because i think and and when there's a when there's a payment system when there's a belief system I do I think we owe. So we live our lives thinking we owe. We live our lives with the understanding of okay, if we do good, we get good later. If we do bad, we get bad. And I've done bad, say, my whole life. I want to be better. I want to make better. I want to do better. So now all of a sudden I start doing good. But does that good that I do now make up for the bad that I have done? Is it a is it a tit for tat type of type of system? Exactly. That's exactly what I wondered too when I was reading about it growing up too. I was like, oh boy, I don't know. It's kind of sounded appealing to me, but then I was kind of like, boy, that sounds like from the from the from the flavor of Christianity that I was getting, which was performance based. It was you're saved by grace, but you have to do X, Y, and Z in order to maintain it, or else you fall out of fellowship, and then you got to get back into fellowship. Yeah, that makes no sense. The rules, the rules in Hinduism and Buddhism are even thicker. Actually, they got even more rules. So, the reason I look at that, do I believe I owe? Sure, I've done bad without the understanding of knowledge. Sure, I've been bad without the understanding of forever, um, without the understanding of positive love. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. I, I completely understand what you're saying. Look, I, I, am I perfect? No. Are any of us perfect? No. Uh, does that exclude us from a perfect life? Well, it's what you create and manifest. So you are the manifestation. You are the creation. You are the positivity that you seek. Without you, your day doesn't go. Without those positive forward steps in your life, it's only negative. So I create a positive life, whether it be good or bad. In my bad parts of my life, is there still positivity? Sure. I'm very positive at bad points. <laughs> I, I, do I still have bad thoughts? Of course. It's human. It's, but what's also human is to understand and to learn and to become and to grow. So as I've become and as I've grown in that, I make better for others. I make better for me. I make better for family. I, I agree, man. I agree, man. You're, the way you're saying it is perfect, dude. I dig the way you're saying it. That is the energy. That right there, good or bad in your life, when you understand, when you grow, when you feel, it's all positive from that point on and it's all energy and that's what my life has become the energy of Orin, the energy of life the energy of future the energy of just you me all of us and on my show on the weedopedia on sunday we do a sunday sativa where it's not necessarily about cannabis it's about the community it's about people it's about you it's about me it's about positive affirmations in the morning. I didn't always feel this way. And it was, and that's what I was saying earlier in the show. What happened to me, what happened to me is my life changed. What happened to me is that positivity came into my life for real. At first, I didn't really feel it. I had to fake it till I made it. <laughs> and I looked in the mirror one day and I stopped caring 
what other people think of me. Our whole lives, we worry what everybody thinks of us. You know, we worry about how we walk, how we talk, how we eat, how we drink, how we talk, what we sound like, what we look like. Who cares? Pass somebody on the street, they'll only remember you for 15 seconds, maybe. And if you're crazy like me and loud, maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Maybe they'll remember me later on or the company that I worked for, that crazy guy. They don't remember what I was doing, just a crazy guy. When I'm doing events and festivals, I'm in carnival mode. When I'm visiting doctors, I'm a little more serious, a little more suave. When I need to be funny, I'm funny. When I need to be serious, I'm serious. But I'm always bringing a degree of crazy so you remember me. Don't worry. People don't judge you. They judge themselves. Don't worry. They don't care what you're wearing. They care what they're wearing. Don't worry about how you eat. They're worried about how they eat or how they talk, how they look, how they smell. Don't worry. Worry about you. Worry about them, no. Worry about what they think of you, no. Worry about how you approach the world, what justice you do for the world, what good positivity you bring. That's what you should worry about. Don't worry about how much you're making. Worry about the energy of all of us, the love that we need to bring back to community and society. And that's why I love cannabis because it relieves barriers. I don't look at people as a predisposition. I look at you as energy. I look at you as what you bring to the table, the energy and the fire that I can feel and read. That's how I see you, nothing else. So it's what you prove to me. It's what I see from you. It's a fresh start every day with every single person. Right on, man. Right on, Aaron. Right on, Aaron. All right, now I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I'm going to switch gears, and, and uh, so I'm going to give you a second. So here we go. Um, what do you have planned coming up for the rest of 2022 and 2023 they might want to share with listeners? I know we're changing up gears, man, but I know you got a time frame, and I want to work within it. Fantastic, fantastic. I have many things going on. Many, many, many fantastic projects. The thing is... Um, but we can't talk about fantastic projects. We can't talk about things that I have in the works. No, no, okay. no we don't do it. We keep it under wraps. We keep it very secret. <laughs> All right. So, All right, man. A lot of events coming up, of course. And there's a lot of Dr. Days and new videos that I have planned, new podcasts that we're really going to be talking to, to. Like, you know, we've been talking to lawyers and politicians lately and fantastic okay. doctors. I mean, you go back and you can re uh, go back to all of our past podcasts. We've really got some fun ones there. We have a lot more of that planned. The rest of this year is just jam packed with grand openings for the company that I'm working for doctor education, doctor days. Um, you know, there's so much new education when it comes to cannabis and the CB3 receptor. Okay. See, this is this stuff you want to keep under wraps. <laughs> I understand, man. No, I understand. I have to. Ask. I want to make sure there's there's something else you want to share. I gotta ask, man. But I understand. Two receptors together activates a CB3 receptor. Yes. Say it again. Yes. Can you say it again? Can you repeat that? The combination. So I talk about on my show a lot the magic of combination, as in THC needing CBD and CBD, of course, needing THC without that combination, CBD only works for a couple of hours. So 
the receptors, the cannabinoid receptors in the body, your CB1 and CB2 receptors, when they are activated together, which can be through a combination of terpenes and profiles and goodies like that, and, and proper fats in the body, Without the proper fats, we don't get high anymore. Without the proper fats, our high is not long enough anymore. When I say the high, the entourage, the balance, the wherever you want it to shift, proper fats are avocados, omegas, bad fats are saturated fats and saturated sugars and bread and sugar. All that, just cut that out right out immediately. And that's a good start. Anyways, where was I? <laughs> I get, so you have your CB1 and CB2 receptors. Yes. They activate together like, like a flux capacitor. I know. I like to throw that in. <laughs> we don't flux capacitors. Didn't legs, man. You're good. You're good. Go ahead. But like a flux capacitor in Back to the Future, they activate the CP3 receptor, a neural receptor, a, 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 oh, this now brings mind balance with body. This regulates, helps regulate functions in the body such as your cytokine production. During, during Voldemort, I'm not allowed to call it the other thing, but during Voldemort, which was you know the big disease that took over the, the entire world, we okay, know what gotcha. the disease is. Yep. During yeah. Voldemort, it, it, one of the problems of Voldemort is that it caused an overproduction of the cytokines in your upper respiratory of the body. The cytokines overproduced, causing people not to be able to breathe, blood clots, heart attacks, you name it. Millions of people died. Through sativas and the extended hydrocarbon of THCV, it stops the cytokine production. Huh. Just throwing that out, not going to say what that's associated with that, but I'm yeah. Wow. So I don't know what got me on the topic of that. Wait, I was talking uh, we were about, talking about things you got coming up in the future, man. Thanks for the rest of 2022 and 2023. There's a, projects, there's a lot of programs. We are going to be talking about the CB3 receptor and its and its combination and the combination of cannabis, the lesser known cannabinoids, talking about CBN, which is an aged, oxidized, extracted THC, which then turns to CBN or CBN is extracted and CBN is a bone growth stimulant, albeit very bone slow. Gro bone growth stimulant, is that what you said? A bone growth stimulant. I know a lot of people that suffer from osteoporosis. These are pre-osteoporotic. Even that are osteoporotic, it'll stop the disease in its tracks. Well, using a regimen. potential to, I get what you're saying. Potential, potential. I can't say it can do that. Yeah. But it's an amazing thing. For people with neuropathy and fibromyalgia, reactivating the zombie cells within the body, reactivating zombie neural pathways and rewriting THCV, rewriting pathways for Parkinson's patients, eating the plaque for Alzheimer's patients, regulating the blood sugar of the body naturally. I just, I'm just, I'm just, wow. So, I know, man. It's, it's an amazing... And I, I, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Please, it's me. I, <laughs> I contribute it all to, I attribute it all to, uh, to creation. It's, it's a maker who made humans in his image and provided the things that this body needs on this earth. And I mean, these things match up. It gets even deeper. You want to go deeper? Look, Here, I love God. I just said, God, thank you so much. 
for everything that you give us. And I like to thank God whenever I can, not in a temple, not in a church. Your life is your church. Your life is your temple. Your life is God. God is everywhere. Everything comprised and composed of everything. So here's my alien theory. You ready for this one? What you got, man? Okay. Okay. But wait, wait, is this something, is this something you really believe? Or is it just an idea? This is kind of, sort of, some, sort some of. possibility I, is what you're saying. It's a possibility. I, 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 All right. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. So our, our body, our body, you know, has our endocannabinoid system and our endocannabinoid system has evolved with us. It being such a complex system, the plants also evolved with us and grew and become and became and developed new cannabinoids that, that grew and work only with the human animal body, not just human, but animal bodies. Mm-hmm. Insects are, are alien. They, they, uh, they don't have an endocannabinoid system. Yeah. So anyways, no, they're not alien, but whatever they could be just throwing that out as well. So endocannabinoid system. So interesting thing. Go back to woolly mammoth times and hemp was growing as tall as trees. Marijuana, cannabis, sativa was growing as tall as trees and the leaves were beautiful and soft and inviting and, and the woolly mammoths or the, the, whatever food source back in the day, they were eating it. And the cavemen, oh, meat, killed it, ate that, usually raw now or over a low fire leaving a lot of those cannabinoids that the, were eaten through the animal in the body, in the digestion, in the transmutive properties that it has as they ate it and evolved as they ate the plants or smoked the plants or the plants smoked them. Woo-hoo! But they evolved multiple different ways with cannabis. The aliens did it. The aliens wanted to super evolve us so that we could, of course, I don't know, whatever reason that somebody may have, to have a reason that aliens would do some crazy stuff. Like they helped super evolve us 610 million years ago. That's why they're not here now because they were there then. It's just, it's been a long time. I mean, oh my God, they're here now though too. Okay, anyways. So they came, they come to check. They, they you know, they take cows or they've been dissecting cows and checking their stomach and their eyes and their tongues. I know, I know, I know. This is a little far-fetched, but it's not. I'm listening. I'm listening. Hey, man, no, I get it. But aliens are in a lot of people's minds because people are trying to make sense of the time. Okay, farmers used to farm hemp and give that agriculturally to our animals. We ate hemp 30 years ago in our dietary needs, in our animals, in our grain, in our lives. Hemp was there before Mm -hmm. the government took it away from us. I agree, yeah. The last 30 years, we also now have new issues, new problems, new Crohn's disease, IBS, we have uh, fibromyalgia, neuropathy, we have digestive issues, we have blood issues, because we also don't have cannabinoids in our diet. I agree there. You take that plant out and you take out the biggest, the, the, uh, the biggest plant, or the, the, the plant that provides the most abundance. Amazing. Abundant, I'm not saying it right. Abundantly surprise, supplies endocannabinoids to the human and mammal bodies that have the ECS system, endocannabinoid system. Amazing. So the aliens are abducting the cows to check on their system, on their cannabinoid levels. And now that we no longer feed them hemp, they're looking at what's wrong with the human race and why we're getting sick. So I take alien abduction to a much deeper level. (laughs) 
I hear you, man. I mean, there's a lot of stories out there like that. I, I don't want believe to believe because exactly. of the adventure of it. I want to believe because why not? We have enough I shit. I, I, I don't. I don't believe. I, I do. Uh, you know. You know what you might enjoy reading, man. You might enjoy reading the Book of Enoch if you haven't already. I just. I read it. Yeah. So, Book of Enoch, fantastic. The first part of it, a little difficult when you got to understand where he's from, who he's from, who he's before, and how many thousands of years back he goes. So remember, he's 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 the great grandfather of Moses, and and so no Enoch, great grand, great great great. Uh, I'm not sure if it's that. I'm not sure where he is in the line from Moses, but he's he's right. He's shortly his uh, his father was Methuselah, who was who was uh, in Genesis the longest living. I believe he's the longest living person that is recorded in the Bible. And so that's so that that's that Enoch I'm talking about. But I say that because because the, the the concept of the alien stuff, I see a lot of movies that that have stolen biblical concepts like down to the ideas. And when you look at the Book of Enoch, a bunch of movies have and stories have. Oh no, have, a bunch uh, of stories created with with the help of that story. Yeah, exactly. I, right. They take those concepts out of it, and they're just like, and that's where. And that's where I do not believe, I don't believe in aliens in the form, in like, like these, like uh, something, you know, a uh, movie, something that I've seen in a movie or a television show. I don't oh, believe no. it like that. Do I believe that there are, that we are not the only world and that there was much out there and that there is much that we don't know about? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't believe that. I, I don't believe in the aliens. Now I'm not, not again, you, you, we can believe different things and still be cool. Aliens. We What's could that? be now, when I say what are aliens, we could be those aliens. Look, now, we see, I, I, and I get that, but from, from, from my perspective, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, we're made in God's image, so that doesn't really make us alien for me. For me, many different things, isn't it? What's that? We are animals are made in God's image, and God's image is everything He sees. That's what I'm saying. We are everything, God is everything, we are everything. Think of the similarities to creationism and the big bang and our combined energy source of the billions and billions of souls and energy combined. So when you start taking those similarities, you take those together. We are God, all of us, not individually, but the combination of our big bang creationism energy is God. I get Just the concept it. of what you're talking. No, I get the concept of what you're talking about there. I do. I understand what you're talking about there. Look at his image. Every day you see his image in the millions and millions of people. His and on image, your own face. And on your own face, too. You better believe it. Everywhere. That's God. So when I look at us, we need to stop looking individual, singularly. But instead, start looking everywhere everything all the time it's now the energy of us now we start seeing that the beauty of now the happening of now the energy of now look i talk about this on the show your life changes i don't look in the past i don't look at the future i look at now why because that's where happiness is people say well how are you happy all the time like look happiness isn't all the time happiness is amazing moments happiness is a great job and good friends happiness is trust happiness is love and you know what happiness I think, is I think a lot of it is a choice too because i know i know there's sometimes no, no. i think a lot of it has to do with the choice because it's like we can choose to remain unhappy 
we can choose to remain unhappy or we can choose to say, you know, and, and there's certain things I know for myself and I've seen it other people too. You're not just over something until you're over it. There ain't no, there ain't nobody or no thing that's going to help you get over it until you're over it. And then it's kind of like, okay, now I can choose happiness again. And so I, I get that, but I, I, that's where I do. That's where I do agree with you, man. It, it's, 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 it's everywhere. It, it's, if you choose to participate and you choose to, to, to observe all that stuff, it's out there. And, and but we can guide people. We can guide them to understand it, to understand what true positivity is and how, how to, how to understand life. How, look, I don't want for anything anymore. I drive a shitty truck. I'm happy with it. Hey, look, as long as the AC works, which at the moment I need to let it cool down, it doesn't work, but it's okay. It's working as a truck. True environmentalism is not new, new vehicles, new green. It's old trucks. It's don't buy the new crap. Don't buy into all of it. Look, I, it's not about brand new clothing. It's about what good deals can I find at the resale shop? For me, it's not about what gold or jewelry I have. I have none. I don't care. Everything's going to be given back one day. So why, why, why do I hoard land and vehicles and clothing and, and money and gold? Why, why do these things? Why? Because I'm a pirate. Or no, no. <laughs> because that's how we grow up thinking life is. The cannabis community helps teach you something a little different. That we are everybody and everything under the leaf. We're all the same from the same blood from the same seed. So whether you smoke or whether you don't, you're part of the community. Whether you get high or whether you don't, you're still part of us. That's community of cannabis. That's cannabis as community. You know what? That I like. I like that explanation. That's cool, Warren. I do dig that. I haven't heard anybody explain it like that, man. I have not heard anybody explain it like that, but that's a really cool way of of explaining the cannabis community. I really appreciate it, man. That's cool. All right, man. I'm going to close this out here, my friend. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host. And our special guest is Florida cannabis advocate, Oren Allen. He's on LinkedIn. He's very active on LinkedIn. Check him out. Are you on Facebook, too? I'm on Facebooky, Tiki Taki, Insta Cha Cha. Um, I think I am. My kids put me on those things. All right. I'm how, do, how, what, how do we people find you on Instagram? So on Instagram, I believe I'm 0420X. Or 0420X. 0420X. Okay. Um, it's on Insta. And then um, Facebook, it's Orrin Allen on Snappy Chatty, Tiki Talk. No, TikTok, um, Agent Agent Orrin or Agent O or Agent Orange. <laughs> I have to remember Agent Orange. I know. I know. But, you know, actually, we're advocates fighting against Agent Orange and using topicals. Oh, my God. That's a whole other show. And I do, I do. I'm going to give your podcast a listen, man. I think it'd be pretty interesting. It'd be pretty cool, man. Well, thank yeah. you very much, Oren. I appreciate it. Your time and your willingness to, your willingness to say, Hey, you know what? I'm not sure if, if I, if I really believe this, because that's what a lot of people do. You know, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what I believe, but it's something, it's something along these lines. And we learned you know what? A- that's, it's going to help people, man. People are going to be say, you know what? Maybe I'm not so alone in this world. You know, and that's what's cool about having amazing guests that are not afraid to share what they believe about this life. I'm excited to have you. Have, and look, if you want to be a guest, you can be a guest anytime. We are live interactive video podcasts going on three days a week, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday on the Weedopedia 
via Relevant, R-E-L-E-V-N-T. Tuesday from 7 to 8, Friday from 6 to 7, and Sunday from 2 to 3. That's cool, man. Right on. Check him out. Oren Allen, O-R-A-N, last name A-L-L-E-N. Check him out, guys. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast. Love you all.